mindfulness mode. Just nurture your soul. Allow yourself to nurture your soul with creativity. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to the show. This is Bruce Langford. We're talking today about creativity and specifically about how you can nurture your soul with creativity. And don't you think that just feels amazing to just think of how you can nurture your soul with creativity? Well, I think it does. And I think back to different times in my life when I felt like I was just really allowing myself to be creative every single day. And that fed me. That definitely did nurture my soul. Think back to the happiest times in your life. Does there seem to be any connection for you between your most creative times and your happiest times? So as a musician, I would tell you that some of my happiest times have been when I was spending hours creating music, writing songs, or even helping other people to be creative, teaching music to my students, teaching them how to play band instruments, teaching them how to play drums, teaching them how to just embrace their creative side. And that truly fed me. I personally think that meditation can be a way that you can become more creative. And we talk about meditation all the time on the show. But I think sometimes we just get so busy in our own heads and a lot of times it can be left brain stuff, not so much the creative things. And we can just get so busy that using meditation to allow ourselves that space so that we can nurture our soul with creativity, I think that can really be a huge key to helping you to be more creative and to enjoy your life more. Recently, I interviewed Tom Cronin, and Tom, is he's from Australia. He's just a fascinating man. His episode went live on Wednesday night, so just a few days ago. He is passionate about reducing stress and chaos in people's lives. Now, we didn't talk specifically on the interview about creativity, but I know that Tom is a highly creative individual. He's the founder of The Stillness Project. And The Stillness Project is a global movement to inspire, now get this, one billion people to sit in stillness daily. He's written a number of books, and his most recent one is The Portal, How Meditation Can Save the World. And in saving the world, that requires us as humans to be more creative than ever before. So you might have already listened to Tom's episode a few days ago or recently, but you can hear it at mindfulnessmode.com slash 653. It's called How Meditation Can Save the World. But back to creativity. I've done some research. I've done some reading on this topic. Of course, plenty of it. And I've interviewed plenty of people who talk about creativity. And I've come up with five conclusions that I'd like to talk about today. Most of this isn't scientific. It's just, you know, my thoughts, my conclusions. I'm curious to hear what you think about creativity. 
And of course, you can always send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. I'd love to hear from you on the topic of creativity. Here are my five thoughts. And I'll talk about those five thoughts individually in a minute or two. But the first one is creativity helps you solve problems. The second one, creative people are more successful. The third one, creative people have better relationships. Number four, creative people are healthier and live longer. Number five, creativity will boost your happiness factor. And even that one point, number five, if it's true, if creativity will definitely boost your your happiness factor, isn't that worth it? Isn't it worth it to bring a little bit more creativity into your life? Well, let's go to the first point. Creativity helps you solve problems. Creativity is a skill that can be learned. So you don't have to be a musician or an artist. You don't have to be that person that most people think, oh, wow, what a, an extremely creative person because they're constantly making music or art or poetry or something like that. In fact, everyday things like cooking and cleaning or gardening or managing your team at work, helping people, you know, organizing things. All of these things, you can use your creative juices in order to make them happen better and more easily and have more fun doing them. Now, there's something called Osborne's Creative Problem Solving Technique. You might have heard of it. I find it pretty interesting. And it has seven steps. Osborne's creative problem-solving technique. The first one is clarify and identify the problem. And it's very interesting because if you think too hard and too intensely, well, maybe your brain will kind of freeze up. They say, pretend that the problem is not that important. And then that will free your brain to be open to more ideas. Number two, research the problem. So it's easier than ever to research the problem nowadays, you know, since we have, we have Google and so many different ways to research problems. Number three, formulate creative challenges. Number four, generate ideas. Number five, combine and evaluate the ideas. Number six, draw up an action plan. And number seven, do it. Implement the ideas. Make it happen. Complex problem solving requires some step-by-step action, and that's what this is. So you have to think about it and use your knowledge and experience to come up with solutions. And your experience, your work experience, whatever experiences you've had in your life can help you a lot. And so can the knowledge that you've gained from your education. So from there, bring in your emotion. Let your emotion play a role by allowing your mind to go to a story or an incident that happened in your life where your emotions were triggered. Allow yourself to use empathy and imagination as you relax and let your mind just go wherever it chooses. And for me, I immediately think of meditation. Because that's when I relax, I relax my brain, and 
my mind just becomes quiet and still, but free. A formula you might want to use for this creativity would be, put together these words, imagination plus creativity plus empathy plus innovation equals problem solving. I think combining all of those aspects of creativity can help you to be a better problem solver. So my second point is that creative people are more successful. So what do you think? Look around. Think of the people you know. Think of your relatives. Think of anyone. Do you think that more creative people seem to be more successful in your circles? Well, in my opinion, you know, as I think about this, I think it's true. Creative people tend to be more passionate about their work. And I think that leads to, well, more discoveries, more advancement, more great relationships at work. I think creative people tend to ask the question, what if, a lot more often. And that allows their mind to explore more possibilities. Now, from what I've read about Elon Musk, I think he uses this what-if mentality to ask himself these questions all the time. And, you know, I think about his business, his company that would make commercial space flight possible. And I think that when he was putting that company together, I think that he asked himself this question, what if? And I've read that this is true, that he's... He's just this very creative person who doesn't feel like he has to have it all figured out, all worked out. He he puts it out there and then the pieces start to fall into place. Creativity reminds me of a quote by Pablo Picasso. And you might have heard this quote. He's known, he's known for saying, every child is an artist. The problem is staying an artist when you grow up. And I think that's the thing. I think a lot of people that I know they've they've left their creativity behind or much of it when you think back to your childhood do you think of creative things that you love to do maybe painting or dance or or whatever it was you know do you think that hey maybe maybe i'd have more fun of, as an adult if i kind of got back into some of those creative creative exercises, creative pastimes that I used to spend myself, spend my time doing. Well, in my, in my opinion, it's very important for adults to continue to massage their creativity so we don't become too left-brain dependent and forget about the thrill we get from life when we allow our creativity to play an active role. Now, the third point I was making was about better relationships. I think creative people have better relationships for a number of reasons. I think they're more motivated. I think I think they are more relaxed and easygoing. I think creative people are tend are, are people who tend to be more just more chill. And I think that that type of person tends to make friends easier, make relationships easier. And we want to be around people like that. And I think that creative people tend to be more optimistic, more upbeat, 
more, you know, just like, oh yeah, we can do this. Oh yeah, this can happen. And I think that also is an attribute that, you know, is in people that we just want to surround ourselves with those kinds of people. And another thing, I think that creative people tend to express their emotions better. And I think they express their emotions better because they feel their emotions. And we've talked about that a lot on the show too, that first you have to feel your emotions. You have to be aware of them and then you can express them. You can choose whether you want to express them or not. And I feel that artistic people tend to do that more. What do you think? And another point is I think that more creative people are more sensitive to your feelings and your needs. And therefore, it makes sense that they're going to have more friends and more relationships because don't we want to be around people that are sensitive to our feelings and our needs? The next point is about creative people being healthier and living longer lives. Does that make sense to you that more creative people would maybe live longer? I think that creative people are happier, and I believe it makes sense that happier people live longer. I know in my case, I'm a lot happier when I'm doing creative activities compared to when I'm spending my time doing like what I would consider mundane tasks or non-creative jobs that I just have to do, I just have to get done. Well, the topic of creativity has come up a lot in my interviews on mindfulness mode and and you would know this if you've listened to a lot of episodes but just as an observation i've noticed that health and creativity seem to be aligned there are studies on this topic and there's this one study i just want to mention it's from 2012 and they researched veteran men the study didn't include women it was all men the researchers turiano spiro marachek they followed 1,349 veterans for over 10 years. And they looked at their intellect and creativity. And they rated their creativity based on these five words. Creative, imaginative, artistic, innovative, and uncreative. The researchers identified creativity with the following phrase. And the phrase was this, a facet of openness. So the researchers felt that if they were more creative, they were more open. Anyway, they concluded that creativity was related to a reduced risk of mortality. Specifically, each standard deviation increase in creativity was associated with a 12% decrease in mortality risk over the 18-year follow-up period. Yes, they had an 18-year follow-up period. The study's authors concluded that creativity predicted mortality risk above and beyond other details like age, education, smoking, and health status. Turiano was one of the researchers, like I mentioned, he concluded that creativity may reduce the risk of dying because it would enable the veterans to, and I quote, to better confront the problems associated with increasing age and declining health and may have important effects on slowing cognitive aging. So this was on page 665 and 666. Turiano also suggested in his conclusion, 
and this again is a quote, that promoting creativity throughout the life course, and especially at older ages, may delay the cognitive and physical health declines associated with normative aging. So he wanted to warn readers to be cautious in how you draw your conclusions from the study because he explained that the results only suggest that self-ratings on these certain adjectives predict mortality rate. And that means that the people in the study rated themselves based on those creative words used in the study. I certainly found that study interesting. Maybe you've read some books or read some studies other than that on this topic. And if you have, I'd love to hear from you about this. And, you know, I I realize that obviously more studies would need to be done for the science to really conclude that more creative people live longer. But you can you can have a look at the show notes at mindfulnessmode.com to see more information about this specific study. This study was called Openness to Experience and Mortality in Men. And the subtitle was Analysis of Traits and Facets. It was in the Journal of Aging and Health. So uh, an interesting study, I thought. And the last point was about creativity making you happier. What do you think? Do you think creativity makes you happier? As a kid, I'd spend hours, spend hours playing music, hours with my accordion strapped to my chest playing songs, and some of those songs that I made up myself. When I thought that the song was ready for a performance, I'd play it for my father, who was always eager to hear me play the accordion or the piano or whatever instrument. He was crazy about the accordion, absolutely crazy about it. And although he was a man of of very few words, I could tell by the look on his face, like he just had this proud look and that he was impressed and amazed at the songs that I made up. And he'd smile and he'd look over at my mom and he'd say, well, Bruce has always been the creative one. You know, he, he really enjoyed the music that that uh, was happening. The definition of creativity varies, but most experts agree that it has to do with the ability to come up with new ideas and new connections between ideas and novel solutions to problems. And, you know, whether this includes hours of experimental accordion playing or maybe for you it's something entirely different you know, you could you could imagine that image of Beethoven. You've probably heard about Beethoven being, you know, this moody, dark character sitting alone in an apartment in Vienna, coming up with all these musical ideas. Well, research actually suggests that creative people are happier than everyone else, even though we don't necessarily think of Beethoven in that way. And you might be thinking, well, I'm not a musician, I'm not a dancer, I'm not a poet. Well, no problem. Experts say that creativity lives within all of us. And it's not something that where, you know, you have to be a musician or a dancer. It's just a matter of allowing that creativity to come forward. There's a book called The Creativity Cure by author Dr. Carrie Barron. And it says, creativity really has to do with open-mindedness. She says creativity applies to everything from making a meal to generating a business plan. But whether creativity means coming up with your own 
delicious meal or or maybe singing some kind of operatic choruses for your friends or coming up with some really fascinating painting or something like that. Experts say there's a strong connection between how much you exercise your creativity and your overall well-being. In other words, creativity is just good for your health. I interviewed the CEO of Brambleberry.com and her company offers soap making supplies and a whole lot more. She's got a a great company, Brambleberry.com. Her name is Anne-Marie Fiola. And one of the things that she said was, joy for me is creativity because creativity is essential. And in our discussion on our episode, she makes it so clear how vital her creative side is in both her professional and personal life. If you want to learn more about creativity, I encourage you to listen to Anne Marie. Her episode is 243, so mindfulnessmode.com slash 243. Another person who talks about creativity is Dr. Shelley Carson. She's researched creativity and she talks a lot about using creativity to solve problems. And she says that creativity increases as your your positive mood increases. So her quote is, increases in positive mood broaden attention and allow us to see more possible solutions to creative problems. She wrote a book on creativity called Your Creative Brain. And the the subtitle is Seven Steps to Maximize Imagination, Productivity, and Innovation in Your Life. One of the things I've concluded from what I've read and from talking to people about creativity from some of the interviews I've done is that people who have creative personalities tend to have a lot of perseverance. And they actually look for things in their life that will create interest and make their lives more fun. Individuals with these traits, they seem to be more satisfied with their lives than less creative people do. So it's important to note that people are the most creative when they're in a good mood, possibly because they don't fixate on individual pieces of information and they're able to think more broadly and more positively. So what do you think about all this? What are your thoughts about being creative? Maybe you've been thinking for the last few minutes about times in your life when you were more creative. I don't know whether you play the accordion, but maybe there was a time when you created music or created paintings or just you just felt you were embracing your creativity. And then as an adult, maybe you kind of moved past that. Well, maybe it's time to, to rev up your creative juices again. Maybe it's time to just take the time for you to do something creative and fun and just, well, like I said in the title, just nurture your soul. Allow yourself to nurture your soul with creativity. Mindful Tribe, I want to share with you one of the most meaningful books related to creativity that I've read in a long time. The book is called Squirkle. S-Q-U-I-R-C-L-E. And that word came from combining the word circle, which represents creativity or right brain thinking, and the word square, which represents left brain thinking. The author of this book is Francis Chole. 
C-H-O-L-L-E. And I interviewed him back in February of this year. I highly recommend his book and the interview as well. The interview is called A New Way to Think for a New World. And it's number 639. So mindfulnessmode.com slash 639. Here are some things Francis recommends in his book to help develop your creative side. He says, change your routine in the mornings. Explore new foods for breakfast or other meals. Search for a new route to travel to work or school. Listen to different radio shows or audiobooks. He suggests you talk to other creative friends and ask them what they do to spark and express their creativity. In short, invite change and new ideas into your life. So definitely check out that podcast episode in that book, Squirkle. So I hope these thoughts and ideas have put a smile on your face and given you food for thought. And I just want to thank you so much for listening to Mindfulness Mode. And uh, it's been it's been great sharing these ideas with you. So all the best to you. Bye now. Hey, Mindful Tribe. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and rating the show on Apple Podcasts. I have a question for you. Would you like to conquer your inner bully? How would you feel if you could break through the blocks that are keeping you from moving forward in your life? Maybe you have anxiety, maybe you have sleep issues, or, or maybe you need help with stress. I'd be glad to work with you. I'm a licensed hypnotist, and I'll help you move through your challenges to the other side where you'll feel calm and accomplished. Send me an email at bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. We'll set up a free 30-minute session where we'll see if you're a good fit for my hypnosis and coaching package. In the subject line, put Mindfulness Mode Listener. And again, send it to bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. So now, Mindful Tribe, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.